0: you father for our brother Levi thank you for the word that you have put in his heart Lord we just ask that your word would travel swiftly tonight Holy Spirit we ask that you would speak through him and that you'd open the eyes of our heart Lord I pray um, just for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you for all of us who hear this Lord and so we just ask for a, um, a baptism of your love tonight and we just yeah we just are expectant and we just thank you for what you have prepared In Jesus' name, amen. So, do you want want me to hold this? Do you want me to set it up for you? Hold this, fine too. Whatever. All right. Well, first off, Tony told me that if I got up here, there was something I had to do, but I kind of forgot what it was. And I think, I think this was it. And it's it's mostly just to honor Paul, but I, I felt really (laughs) compelled to just start doing this voice. So, (laughs) that's good. That's good. Uh, yeah, so, like, yeah, I'm not going to do a full sermon like that. That would be really interesting. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I think I'll leave it there. <laughs> um, so, I think, um, you know, I, I started off, this is a random thought section of my message, and I, and I don't even know where I got this, but I think, you know, a lot of people will say that your, 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 your behavior dictates what you actually believe about things, but I think it's also true that your, that your, belie- your beliefs actually influence your behavior. And um, if you don't know who you are and you don't know that you're loved by God, then that, that's, that's going to influence your behavior in ways that you didn't even, you didn't even know were possible. And um, so I started off with Ephesians. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love, with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, may us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. And I chose to open with this because it's probably, clo- it's probably the closest. It, says, it talks about God's mercy and his love, and those are good things, but it also says it's God's mercy. And a lot of times I think one of, the quick, one of the easiest things to believe is that Jesus is good because, you know, Jesus is the Redeemer. But then there's also God of the Old Testament. What if he's wrathful? What if he doesn't like me? But the reality is that in, the, in, the, in the word in John 16, Jesus, told, Jesus clearly said that the, that the Father himself loves you because you love me and I believe that I came forth from God. And if you don't believe that the Father loves you, then you're always going to wonder, like, man, you know, Jesus is there for me, but what if, <laughs> what if God isn't? You know, what if God is mad or... I'm about to fall over the edge, and only Jesus is standing in the way. But the truth is that, like, they're one heart, you know? Father, <laughs> Father and Jesus, like, the Father sent his Son, and it says in Romans that he gave up his Son. <laughs> that it was like, it was, like, it was, it was his gift, and that if, you, if he gave up his Son, how much you we not freely with him? Give us all things. So if the Father gave up his Son, that means that, like, that was the most valuable thing that the Father had, was his Son. And that was, that was his heart. That was everything that he had, and he gave it up in his Son. And so that's his heart, too. His heart for you is mercy. And grace, and that's like the first. That's something you have to understand in order to even become, even become a mildly healthy Christian. And um, I'm going to tell you a story now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. This is this is a good quote that I can't remember. Oh, it's a Jack Frost quote, but uh, but but it says that unconditional love is not based on the character of the person receiving it, but on the character of the person giving it. And I think that's very if you if, if you don't understand that God loves you freely, then you're always going to try to be earning his constantly earning his grace and his mercy. And um, Jack Frost was kind of the first person to really, or one of the early people to really start do like doing the Father's Heart Ministry. You know, he was radically filled with the Holy Spirit. All all the addictions in his life were broken. He never went back to drugs, never went back to alcohol, never went back to any of that stuff. But at the same time, he still had anger in his heart towards his family and towards like people that he loved. And he realized that he still that that was still something he had until the Lord broke in in a second in a second wave and show them that he was loved regardless of those things. But for a long time, his idol was actually his ministry. You know, he felt like if I could, even if, you know, if even if I get angry at home or I get angry at my kids or my family, I can always go back to ministry, and then I'll feel loved there. I'll feel accepted there because someone will accept me and love me and kind of pat my ego. And that wasn't so, you know, sometimes your ministry is actually your biggest idol. Because ministry, you know, when you, when you worship something, you're not only giving it value, you're also, you're also saying this is, how, this is where I get my value and so the, like if you're getting your value from anything besides the love of God you're making an idol out of it it doesn't matter if it's good you know and i and i really yeah, I really believe that and i think for myself you know for a long time people would tell me that i had really powerful prayers and that i was a really powerful minister and you know like like if i could and i started and i started to really, you know i started to really believe that and as and it's just cuz i was saved and filled with the holy spirit i was like man i can i can do this and even if i fail even if I fail my walk, I can I, I can always pray for people. But at the, at the same time, I was struggling with a lot of things, a lot of things a lot of people don't know about, and just like there was fear and there was a lot of insecurity. And I used my own ministry as a way to kind of get value. And it also, but then it was it wasn't just harmful. It wasn't and it was and, you know it was harmful for my self worth because I, it was, it was, I was either way up here or way down because I wasn't you know I was either way up there because I was ministering and I was doing good, or I was down on myself because I couldn't I couldn't quite make it. And I always and I knew that I was I knew that I was falling short. And that's not just value, that, is, that, that isn't just hurtful to me. That's hurtful to people I'm ministering to because then, they, then I'm starting to like look at them and be like, man, they're not as they're not as gifted as I am, and they're not anointed. They don't have the they don't know the word as well as I do. And if that's something, if that becomes, you know, that, that you don't you don't that's, that's stuff people in the church don't usually say, but it's there. You know, if you if you don't know who you are, that's where you're going to start getting your value from. And I just, <laughs> and I was told that I was only able to keep for like you know good twenty minutes up here. So I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting closer to my, I'm getting I'm getting closer to the end here. But uh, I just think you know the first the first step into walking into this is just that you forgive those who've hurt you. That if you if you don't forgive people who've hurt you, especially your parents, you know, like a lot of people like they hear that you know I've heard a lot of people. This is a fairly new revelation, but a lot of people have ta- taught on it. And the first thing people usually say is, "Well, if my parents had done this for me." then i'd be more loved or I'd you know I'd be better at this whole like giving away love thing but the reality is that if you don't forgive them you know your judgment judgment is not ba- your judgment is not going to be based on anything besides your own like Jesus made it very clear that you know you you you're, if you forgive you'll be forgiven you know that's the, that's the that's the goal that's the going on the golden rules in heaven and so one of the greatest things is you have to forgive those who hurt you or you're never going you're never going you're never going to start experiencing your own forgiveness that's good. and that is just something you need you need to know and um and I think that scripture, you know, scripture is always good. And uh, Luke 15, I think, is probably the cl- one of the clearest passages where it talks about, you know, it wasn't the father who got mad at his son for coming home and t- wasting things. It was, it was the son who came back and said, "I'm a sinner." When he, even he, he came, unre- he came to his own realization of like, man, I need this. I need grace. But it was the father who came to him first and like threw his arms around him and told him, you know, he was, he was he, all he was concerned about was love for his son. And I think that's something that we just we need to, you know. It just needs to be burned in your heart. That he loves you no matter what you do, no matter where you go. That you always have a home. It's, just, it's just contingent upon you returning to it. You know, Jesus, when he was talking to the thieves on the cross, you know, that one thief said, we re- We're receiving the just reward for our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. You know, that's all that it takes. That man had wasted his entire life killing people, you know, murder. I don't, I don't know what he did, but he <laughs> it was bad enough that the Romans decided that he should be thrown up there with Jesus, you know. And that, you know, when he came to that revelation on his own, he was like, Man, I need, I need grace. And I, and that, and that's all it takes, you know. All it takes for you to have a relationship with God is just to come back and say, "Man, I need, I need mercy. I can't do this on my own anymore. I'm sick." And if that, and that's you, you know, that's, there's always, there's always a home for you. And I think that, I think that's something that we that we need to know, we need to realize. Even if we're Christian, you know, even if you're a Christian, sometimes you, you can still live as though you don't have a home or you're not you're not loved, and you need. You're gonna find that somewhere. You're gonna find it somehow. You know, there's always there's gonna be an outlet somewhere. And I know for me, there's a lot of outlets, you know. A lot of places I try to find love that wasn't rooted in the, lo- in the unconditional love of a God who loved me because that's what he does, not because of who I am. And yeah, so okay. I'm just going to close here with this prayer. <laughs> um, yeah, and so I guess the last thing would just be surround yourself with people who represent the love of God, you know, find people in your life. I know I have a lot of people here right now who've represented the love of God to me in places where I couldn't, ha- I couldn't do it on my own. You know, I knew that I was at the end of my rope and the end of myself and there have been a lot of people here who just came alongside me and kept telling me, you know, don't give up. Even today, you know, I got a ton of text messages from people just being like, don't, like, you know, you're, do- you're going to do great. And I, I really appreciate that. And I really appreciate all of you being here. And, um, but yeah, just can keep it so, for so that's you, just find, your, find people like that who will build you up even when you don't feel it yourself. And um, yeah, I think I would just like to close with the prayer that I got from Jack Frost, the guy I mentioned earlier. It says, Father God, help me to experience your love and give it away to the next person I meet. In Jesus' name, amen.